Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Stars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. I'm Ez. And I'm Lottie. And friends, we are back with Mandalorian Season 3 News. We're back with a theory about Luthen, Andor, Ahsoka, Bad Batch, all of it. It's all it's all happening. It, 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 literally, it's, it's all happening right now. There's a big convention going on down in Brazil, the Mandalorian. Brazil? Yeah, they're, they're at like some con right now, and there's some... <laughs> information being dropped i mean we basically got a date we'll just go ahead and say it out here Mm -hmm. in the front uh march 1st mandalorian season three whoa that's when it's happening that's when it's dropping so we still have about four months to go yep Uh uh-huh so really really cool time for us to really get our rebels rewatch uh in and also probably time for us to even go back and review some of what happened in mandalorian season one and season two yes i'm down right i think that would be really cool uh we've been watching the book of boba fett just Mm kind of getting caught up on that's perfect i know because that gave me the perfect context to watch the trailer we just watched the trailer before we started this episode yeah 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 and i think what we'll do is we'll do a little trailer speculation talk the first half of the show about the mandalorian and things that are coming up and just dates to stuff that's kind of happening yeah talk about that trailer break it down maybe do a little speculation and then dive into some of this crazy theory stuff that's going on out there okay which is uh which which is fantastic so the mandalorian season three uh again i think it uh uh, pedro pascal came out and was just they, they came out they did a thing there are some images out there. If you guys want to go check those out, there are images uh, released. There's even some leaked stuff. If you really want to go dig in deep there, I'm not big on that. I like to be surprised and just take mm-hmm. it back, you know. Uh, so he's out there March 1st. People were thinking it was going to be February, in, end of February, they thought it was going to be, or mm-hmm. f- just sometime in there. And March 1st is, is our date, so, so we're good. Now, April 7th is the Star Wars celebration. So you're going to have about four, ep- unless they do that thing where they release a couple episodes to start, like one or two episodes. If they don't, you should have have about four or five episodes in when Star Wars Celebration is happening yeah. in London. So they might do previews, watch parties. That's been a, a kind of a fun thing to do there at, at Celebration. Going to be wild, actually. So really think that's cool. And uh, before that, though, this is interesting. I kind of I kind of missed this and forgot this. January 4th, Bad Batch Season 2 is coming out. Uh, yeah. And so Lottie has, just for a reminder for folks on this podcast, you've seen the main films, you've seen Mandalorian, season one, season two, uh, yep. you've seen Rogue One, Solo, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, we are now working through Rebels, and rewatching or. that, and or just got done watching that, so Bad Batch is not something we've yep. got to yet, but I've explained a little bit in terms of like just who they were, it's right, it's right after the Clone Wars, it's right after episode three, it's this group of clones that were bad, they were a bad batch if you will they didn't 
come out perfect. And so it's them sort of learning and showing us really what, because remember you've asked the question, like what happened to the clones? How did they phase out? And then you mm-hmm. get to stormtroopers. What's the difference between a stormtrooper yeah. and like a clone trooper? And the Bad Batch helps you understand that a little mm-hmm. bit. It shows you the, the like this transitional period. So really cool. Now, the reason I bring up the Bad Batch, and I think it's interesting that it happens before on January 4th. You ready for this? Let's just break. Let's just let's just get into something here. Yeah. Okay, do you remember in in Mandalorian Season 1, we find Baby Yoda. Yeah. Game changer. Changes Star Wars for everything, for everybody. Now it's the future, okay? Uh, Like, the stakes matter. Everyone loves Obi-Wan Kenobi because it's Obi-Wan and Anakin. That was great. The hype was real there. But we we knew that it had to fit inside of a box. Yeah. You can't have Obi-Wan Kenobi go out and train a whole bunch of new Jedi and start some Jedi revolution. Yeah. Like, that could never happen because he has to be where he is in Episode 4. You can't change all that stuff. Yeah. So the Mandalorian is super exciting. And you brought in a character who can live a long time. 900 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. possibly okay so you have 900 years stretch of star wars <laughs> yeah. in front of this little guy and you just game changed everything yeah so that that that's amazing now what's interesting about this guy right grogu that's what we're talking about that's mm-hmm. what star wars is now it used to be luke <laughs> skywalker know. right i mean everyone like, everywhere you go my niece everyone all the little kids that it is grogu city and yeah. we know it and you know <laughs> it and we need to like embrace that because back when when i was growing up it was was Grandmaster Luke. Yeah. All right. So now you have doubled down and you said, let's get those people who loved Luke, right? Who were like, oh, he is like, remember I told you, Legends Luke is yeah. untouchable. Like you could, Master Skywalker had the power to, I mean, he could, that, there's a quote, there's a quote in episode four where Vader is talking, uh, he's on the Death Star and they're talking about blowing up a planet and he said, look, like to to destroy a planet, that power in and of itself is insignificant to the power of the Force. And, and I'm telling you, that's the kind of stuff that we're exploring in the Mandalorian and that's really what's making it just feel bigger and grander. And so that's what, yeah. you know, Luke had those types of powers in in, in, in legends and now you've got him training Grogu so that was the piece that was missing for you but we had to go into the book of Boba Fett and see okay at the end of season two Luke is is gets Grogu rescue right. mission takes him he's training him he's working with it gives him a choice and now we, we learn okay he's going back to daddy yeah he's going back to daddy Mando all as well but what's interesting about the, the the season three trailer is Dr. Pershing and the cloning that's going on. Now, I bring this up in, in correlation with the Bad Batch season two because those are clones. Right. There was the Clone Wars. Cloning has always been a big deal in Star Wars, and people yeah. forget this sometimes. I'm surprised it didn't trickle in more into the sequels, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. Um, oh, f- oh re- Rear deflector shield's going off. <laughs> Strap yourself in. We got an alarm. <laughs> Home one, we're under attack. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, so, but yeah, it's cloning is a big deal. We had the Bad Batch season two, where in which Omega is the, you know, you, you've got Alpha and Omega, you've got uh, the beginning and the end, and you've got the idea that that she is, she's different. She's something different. She's from the host, from Django, and you get the Camino cloners in that. Uh, and and this is, I don't really worry too much about spoiling stuff for Bad Batch season one for, 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 for Lottie. Quite frankly, it's season one of it. We'll get into it. We'll watch it at some point. Uh, I'm more worried about keeping the Rebel rewatch a surprise for her and letting her really experience that. But Bad Batch will be information you can catch up on pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, that's that's that. I, m- maybe I'm wrong. And the, for right now, we're, we're only one season in. If there were four or five seasons and I knew something epic was going to happen, I might like, all right, kind of kind of not go that route. Right. But Omega is a clone. 
and she is with other cloners. They are actually taking genetic material from Grogu, all oh. right? So they, they're, they're taking uh, genetic material from Grogu, and they are, it, people believe, right, that the Empire was, or that Palpatine had secret projects where he wanted to clone Force Sensitives. He wanted to, all of the sequels is about him getting Rey to you know, strike him down so he could kind of inhabit, so she could fall to the dark side, he could inhabit her body, pass his essence on. He didn't have a host. There there were, these hosts that they had created were not uh, sufficient. And so... To, to create a clone body or just a just a body that a force user could inhabit and not destroy it or whatever was something very interesting to the Empire and to, yeah. and to Palpatine. So Grogu is at the center of that, and they want him back. Dr. Pershing wants his blood. They want the sample. They want to know. It. And in some ways, you know, he lives for, for a super long time. If you're burning up the life essence of a regular human just because you're a massive force sensitive like Palpatine, well, what if you got a hold of something like Grogu? What if you you could use something in his genetics. Remember, 900 years old, right. could, live, could live a millennia. Yep. Is there something in his genetics that could help you uh, live a little bit longer? So the Bad Batch is exploring all of that pre-Empire back early on in the day. They go to, here's a, here's a doozy, they go to a place called Mount Tantus. This is a place in Legends. All right, you ready for this? I'm going to start. I'm gonna, you know, by the end of this series, by the time you're done with Star Wars, we're going to start calling you Legends Lottie. Just like Legends Luke, okay? <laughs> you want me to have you all coached up on Legends. But there was a place called Mount Tantus where you had the Emperor's sort of warehouse and he had a cloning facility where he was cloning these different um, individuals. Here in Legends, he actually clones Luke Skywalker. Whoa. Yeah, Legend story. Luke Skywalker fights Luke Skywalker. <laughs> So you had the evil clone fighting, and, and so Palpatine had set this up. Now, he's not around at the time because he had died, right? And there are Imperial Remnant, Thrawn, and others. They find that facility. Yeah. Okay? Now, Bad Batch, they went there. At the end of Season 1, they go to Mount Tantus. So they're at a cloning facility. Uh, you have clones there. You have the Kaminoans who do cloning. You have Dr. Pershing's mother. The same patch we see in Mandalorian Season 1, the same patch for the cloners, we see that in Bad Batch. Yeah. We see what looks like Dr. Pershing's mother, for crying out loud, in Bad Batch Season 1. Now, they're releasing that right before. So in January 4th, we're going to learn more about the cloning. We're going to learn more about the Mount Tantus project. Okay. It's probably going to roll right into some of this stuff with Mandalorian Season 3. Although Mandalorian Season 3 seems to be exploring more of um, you know what's happening on Mandalore and Din Djarin and less about the cloning stuff but mm-hmm. still that element was there in season two they were tra- they wanted Grogu right highest all these they're paying tons of money to get him yeah. back to put him in a facility where they can clone stuff as they walked through Moff Gideon's you know laboratory his place they see old Snoke you know, Snoke, the, like like the Grand Supreme Leader, Snoke, they see sort of like bodies that look like they would have been early versions of him. Yeah. So he's clearly involved in that type of project, and, and Grogu is still, uh, I think, a target, a wanted, you know, individual in, in the galaxy. And his species is very rare. Um, We don't know. We know Yaddle. We just found out that Yaddle is, is not alive. Yeah. I, for a longest time, I thought Yaddle was still out there. They could bring her back, but no. Tales of the Jedi, they killed her. She's yeah. gone. She she went down fighting. And it's so there's that. Yoda. 
he is gone. So Grogu is left. Are, are there others? Where is his home world? We've never gone there. That's the one thing George right. Lucas sort of said. It's a big question mark. Always leave it a question mark. And we may oh, never get it. Do you it. think they will always leave it? No one knows. Know. No one knows. It's sort of one of those things that you, you, you can create other question marks along the way, and they may answer it in a few yeah. years, 10 years or something, like drive to something big, huge reveal. That'd be awesome. It'd be, it'd, it'd be kind of cool, but... Yeah. Th- that's the point. They don't have a name for Yoda's species. That's right. why it was just baby Yoda because we don't yes. know what Yoda is. Exactly. <laughs> have no clue. We have we, we have no idea. He was born the same time Anakin Skywalker was born. So think about that. Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one. Oh. They were born the same time. And uh, yeah, so he's very young and he has mm-hmm. he has a lot of life left. Because when we were in that episode where we were talking about Luke giving him the choice, you're kind of like, wait, what's up? I, I, a lot of people read it as like Luke's being kind of hard on Grogu. But he says something interesting. He says, you know, our lifetime is is the blink of an eye to you, right? It's yeah. really like our lifetime will go by very quickly and it won't have been very quick for or it'll be quick for you it is long for us right because our lifespans are so much shorter than grogu's so essentially i saw him saying you're not ready to be trained yet yeah you 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 need to go live you you need your your father you need to go back to din Djarin, to the mandalorian and take this armor with you it's okay the lightsaber you can pick up later he didn't say it exactly like that but i felt that sort of like okay Okay, you can come back to this later. He's the future of Star Wars. So yeah, it just it it is it's amazing. Wh- whatever they're doing here with the man, wherever they want to build out this Mandoverse, it's such a big deal because beyond the sequels, you could do so much to tie Grogu in with Rey, both trained by Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and tell us a story years from now. Whether Rey's super old or you want to pick right back up with Rey or whatever, yeah, uh, it, it would be really cool to see a younger sort of stronger Grogu who was ready to become a knight a Jedi knight speak talk run jump use the force powerful powerful as Master Yoda you saw Master Yoda fight you saw him you saw Yaddle fight yeah you saw yeah so that's judge me by my size do you okay I don't hey I don't think you should Luke was saying that You, you shouldn't do that so Grogu can be uh he is already a big deal yeah and right now he's sort of witnessing all of this and he's growing up during this time right. with the mandalorian B- uh bo-katan uh you've got ahsoka that series is happening you're gonna have luke out there doing something he'll probably move on but be around and know about him and was trained was trained was going to be his first student he's there long enough yeah uh, anyways he's building to have- a school Yeah, he's building a school. And so he's getting some of that. He definitely has already been trained a little bit and has been influenced by Luke uh, to a degree. And he's been influenced by other masters at the temple back when he was uh, uh, even younger. So uh, it's just it's really good news. It's really exciting. The the one photo that they did release out there is just they're in the cockpit of the new ship and it's just he's just got uh grogu in his lap and it's just mando yeah. just there and they're looking out they've they pulled in somewhere and it looks kind of cool but what's interesting about the the season three trailer is dr pershing is back so the guy who's there for cloning the guy mm-hmm. who, cl- who connects us back to bad batch and to omega see a lot of the theories are this character and i'll, I'll show you a picture of her uh omega they or you actually look her up just look up star wars omega and you'll see you'll see an image of her and we can get into who that is. And I can tell you, I can fill in the gaps later kind of on that. People believe okay. that she may show up in live action in Mandalorian season three. Why? Because she is heavily connected to cloning and to these cloners in the Empire who would like to get a hold of Grogu. Now, she is not like a 
I don't know. She's not a villain. She's she's okay. good. She's trying to help out and looking to 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 make change. But she was on Camino, and they they tried to um, acquire her. Uh, the Bad Batch unit kind of works to save her, and we don't really know where that story is going. We just know that she's essentially Boba Fett's sister. I was gonna say she is create been created from the genetic template of the Mandalorian bounty hunter. Django, Django Fett. Fett, yeah, right. So she's connected to those clones, to Rex, to all the clones, all of her brothers. Yeah, those are all her brothers, and she's the only sister. Wow, kind of like Smurf X or whatever her name was. <laughs> the one Smurf who has all the <laughs> she's the female Smurf. Uh, anyway, <laughs> she's that's her. Uh, yeah, but we wonder. So I think what's interesting is you're going to see what happens in Bad Batch season two. Maybe she doesn't make it. Maybe she. Maybe she sacrifices herself or something tragic happens or, or or whatever but if she's still alive and still around you could have her in a couple of years show up in mandalorian season three four or five whatever they're going to do but i feel like she's someone who could be around boba fett's still around and they they kind of they're on they they do not have the age acceleration which causes them to die quicker so they can live much longer that's why boba fett's still younger and active when rex as you saw is old, and by the time of Return of the Jedi, Rex will be very old, mm-hmm. and he's he's, he's not going to be that fit. He's yeah. more of an advisor, and he's not going to yeah. be yeah. So you could have someone like Omega and and um, Boba still be around and connect us back to that time period, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, he's in that Doctor Pershing, who was working on Baby Yoda uh, on Grogu, was extracting some some samples from him, etc. Uh, and even sort of said, hey, Scary. I want to save him. When 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 Din Djarin showed up, he was like, I don't want the child to die. I'm not trying yeah, to hurt the yeah. child. I'm trying to actually make sure the child's okay. And I do work for the Imperial Remnant. I They are trying to get a sample from him, but I'm trying to preserve his life. It is the way it kind of comes <laughs> off. But he's still around, and what's he up to? Was he just trying to save his own skin? It, it, like, who, mm-hmm. who, who is he working for? Is he now working for the for, for, for like the... The New Republic. I, I couldn't get a good good glimpse of him. So if you guys have thoughts and theories on where that's going, why he's in it, I'm pretty doggone sure that I saw him in there. It was just a real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna skim back through it, but just a real quick shot of of Doctor Pershing, and it, it was uh, it was interesting. So yeah, exciting news though. Exciting yeah. news. Are you so are, are you excited? Will, will you, oh yeah, we'll be down. We'll cover yeah. it week by week. Super excited for me, Nellorian. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. I love the music. Yeah. Again, the trailer, the music blew me away. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it is really so good. They they've done such a great job with it, and it just feels like well, they're they're <laughs> playing it again. Uh, it just feels it feels like Star Wars. It's not John Williams composing it, but yet it still feels yeah, just yeah, very very Star Wars. So what's interesting is there's tons in the trailer. We have tons more Mandalorians, tons of individuals out here. It looks yeah. like Mando's going to go back and try to redeem himself for taking his helmet off. And something that... What a joke, uh, though. Sorry. What a joke. <laughs> I mean, right? everyone... We saw tons of Mandalorians taking their helmets off. I, I think he's misled, right? I think he's a little bit misled in terms of um, what is the what is the way. He follows yeah. this, you know, this uh, children of the... Wa- what are they called? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I have to look them up. But the, the cult that he's sort of following... Uh, Bo-Katan essentially says your your cult um, has fractured our people and it's it's caused a lot of issues. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what. Oh my gosh, I just I just stopped this trailer at fifty four seconds and I just saw R five in the back. Remember I told you about R five, the bad motivator. Yeah. Right. We we see him. He's actually in 
uh, the N1. I can't tell if that's Pelimato in there or if it's if it's Mando, but they're zooming away in an in an N1 fighter, which is interesting. Okay. So he's, he's in the he's in the he's in the spot. He's in the where, where the droid sits, but behind the cockpit. So that's at 54 wow. seconds, guys. If you want to go check that out, it's really cool. And that's Mando. Mando is flying it as I click on through there. It's Mando and R5. So that's pretty radical. <laughs> he does show up with Grogu, and he walks in and he sees Bo Bo-Katan. And there's a big talk. He's got the Darksaber. He won it in combat. She was given it at one point, which I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to spoil anything for Lottie. <laughs> but uh, you cannot just be given it. You have to win it. You have to win it in combat. That was the whole thing that was being talked about between her, uh, between him and the armor. They were going back and forth about, you know, how the history of that save that the, the the saber. Yeah. That it was a Mandalorian who was also a Jedi who created that saber, and it, it really matters to to their people. Yeah. And it it declares the ruler essentially he has it, and it's in the faction of this extremist group that will not take their helmets off. This is the way they have a creed. Yeah. yeah. And Bo-Katan is sitting there saying, my helmet's off. It doesn't matter. And and you guys have set up some ridiculous, religious sort of crazy cult way that has fractured our people, that's causing a lot of issues. And she's like, I've been around for super. I've been a part of the Mandalorian culture for a long time. Where have you been? Right. And he's a foundling. He's someone who was found, uh, you know, d during uh, at the end of the Clone Wars there. So interesting anyways. But, uh, yeah, so we see him talking. We see a lot of things going on. They're doing different. I don't know if they're going to fight. There's tons of them. looks like they maybe they're working to sort of free, I don't know if it's part of their, it doesn't seem like their world, but maybe one of the surrounding worlds of Mandalore. Uh, they're definitely fighting folks off. So, yeah. Here it is. It's at 1 minute and 15 seconds. Dr. Pershing is walking through a facility of some kind, and it's literally like two seconds you know, quick thing, and then you switch over to some Nikto gang member, and and you've got uh, Transdosian out there facing down uh, Grief Karga. So, yeah. Okay. But it's just an awesome trailer. It looks really cool, and there's a lot of cool stuff happening. Uh, Bib, oh, what is his name? Bib, not Bib, oh, what is his name? Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Look this name up, sweetie. This is, so B-A-B-U-F-R-I-K. Let me make sure that's him. I think that's Babu Frick. <laughs> and, oh, shoot, did I just click out of it? Let me just see here. Oh, I think I did. Darn it. Anyways, I think he's in the trail. I saw a little individual that looks just like Wait, him. I saw a picture of him and Ray. Yeah, right? so he's in He's in um, uh, Rise of Skywalker. So he's the one who helps bypass C-3PO's uh, sort of protocol that won't allow him to read the, the Sith language. It was It was banned. You weren't allowed to read it. It was part of the... Part of his programming, yeah. where he okay. wasn't allowed to read those, um, that the the writing on the dagger, which is crazy. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Babu Frick looked like it was him. So if you, if I'm wrong, if you guys know more, etc., broken it down, like let me know. I'd love to have some thoughts and theories on Mandalorian season three trailer. And I think I'm guessing we're gonna be getting a new one here soon. We might get more. This is the one that has actually been out for a little bit, so it's not anything really brand new. Watch as as I release this episode, something new is gonna come out tomorrow, yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> We'll, we'll do another episode and we'll cover it. But, uh, yeah, I would love to get your guys' thoughts on on uh, Mando Season 3. Just hype, excitement, theories. Where do you think it's going? What's going to happen? Who what, who might we see? Are we going to see another Ahsoka, I, I don't know, reference to, to set up her series a bit more? Are these characters, you know, kind of 
crossing over in these series, which is great. It helps to build continuity between the two shows. Uh, when you have Boba Fett showing up in Mandalorian and the Mandalorian showing up in Boba Fett and then Ahsoka showing up there and then Luke showing up in both shows. Now Luke can show up in Ahsoka. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. they're building a verse. They're building yeah. this Mando verse, which is really cool. I mean, it's Star Wars. Everyone's like, hey, come on, Ez. everything's connected. But sometimes they don't have a lot of crossover in you know, certain you know shows or whatever. So yeah, like Andor was its own thing. We weren't going to get some random drop of like Obi-Wan right. Kenobi in there or whatever. They're, they're not doing that level of... Of, of interconnectedness and it's uh, yeah who knows but it's it's understandable yeah so okay i think actually so yeah that's kind of our news kind of a breakdown other big things that are really coming up uh you have again we've said the ahsoka series in, in 2023 uh something called skeleton crew which is coming out in 2023 as well so that was announced during star wars celebration uh 2022 so all we know is it's set in the new republic era and will follow a group of kids lost in the galaxy trying to find their way home and it's described as a Star Wars version of some sort of like coming of age films like E.T. and The Goonies. So it's sort of okay. like a kids sort of thing. Yeah, but it's set hey, in the New Republic can era. Can you tell us something? So, yeah. I have never seen E.T. You've never seen it? There you go. Whoa. We might have to cover that on our new podcast. Isn't that a Christmas movie? E.T. Uh, e. no, Phone Home? Not really. Uh, I mean, we could watch it during Christmas. I, mean, I haven't it, seen it in a long time. Not necessarily a Christmas movie, but like a movie you would watch in December. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't know. I just haven't seen it in so long. I I don't know when. Sorry. To no, it's, it's a Steven Spielberg topic. movie. It's great. John Williams composed it. Uh, it's produced by go. Kathleen Kennedy. You know, E.T. I would love to watch it with you. It's great. There's actually an E.T. Um, one of uh, one of his species. They actually made, they bring the E.T. model into the Senate chamber, and he's in Star Wars. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, in Star really? Wars. Really? Yeah, whether it's E.T. E or one of his people. That is awesome. Um, yeah, it's amazing, actually, that they did I it. just remember I told you, was it yesterday when we watched Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah, When yeah. we see just these green, typical, what, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, what they depicted as aliens, because that's what some people... Mm -hmm, claimed mm -hmm. they have seen was aliens or these small green creature creatures with big eyes and this is just one of the species we see in star wars which is so cool because it's just a you know the entire universe is full of different species and the one that we've you know apparently some humans have seen is just one of them yeah yeah oh for sure yeah i know it's interesting to to think about that so uh, okay, well, let's let's kind of shift gears. That, the things that are, that are coming up, just to kind of finish that thought, yeah, we've got that that group. We've got the Acolyte possibly coming out in 2023. Not not really sure. Mandalorian Season 3, as we said, March uh, first coming out, and or Season 2, probably 2024 uh, down the line. They've announced other things. Not sure if those things are coming out. We will have to kind of wait and see. But let's shift gears here. Something that's been floating around the internet that's been pretty popular, <laughs> and I but we were going to work the other day, and you read this yep. to me, and I was sort of like, wait, what is going on? Uh -huh. What is going on here? Um, 
Luthen Rail is a Jedi. Is a Jedi. This is sort of wild. There's probably. It's, it's probably <laughs> floating around. I think it's something. So, what, what are your your reaction to that? Because you you hear that, and you said something when we were watching Andor. You felt like maybe he should be. Right? Oh yeah, but just the first. I think when does he show up? The first or second episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we see him for the first time, and he has his whatever staff or weapon, or it just looks to me. I just mistook it as a lightsaber and. To me, it was clear, oh, this is a Jedi. Until you told me, no, uh mm-hmm. that was not a lightsaber. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, Looks but like then, it. but then we get all these hints. He has t- a ton of Jedi artifacts and different connections and his name mm-hmm. hints at, that's what you told me at a certain at a Jedi. Uh, Jedi. You know, here's something interesting, and let me pull him up. So you, because I had you check this, and you said he was the same spelling. Same spelling. So yeah. Rail uh, Avaros. All right, you guys. R A E L. Yep. So R A E L. Rail Avaros was a Force-sensitive human male. Was a Jedi. Uh, he was also Lord Lord Regent at one point. He was trained by Jedi Master Dooku. So before Qui Gon Jinn, there was Rail Avaros. Now, timeline doesn't work it out, but but it's just interesting. You have Luthen Rail. Yeah. So, okay, they have Luthen's last name, or whatever, is this guy's first name. Yeah. Connection to Jedi. Yeah. Right there yeah. Is, is, is a connection in his name to a Jedi that we know from the book Master and Apprentice, mm-hmm. where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan literally go and they have a confrontation with Count Dooku's former apprentice. And he's not fully dark side. He's not fully bad. He seems to kind of lost his ways, you know, back and forth, whatever. Now, I'm not sure if the timeline works out, if his age works out, none of that stuff. It's just an interesting connection between their names. And you're like, okay, what's up with that? Now, you go a step further and you look at all of the stuff in his shop. You've got connections to a Jedi Temple guard. You've got Mandalorian armor. You've got the Star Killer helmet. You've got a Jedi holocron, a Sith holocron. Uh, you, as you said, he he carries a staff that looks like a lightsaber. He has Clea, who seems to be at his side, like an apprentice or a Padawan would mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have him wearing a hooded cloak. You have all of that stuff sort of yep. going on. He has, oh, by the way, a sky blue Kyber crystal, yeah. right, that he gives to Cassian. And that bad boy could be popped into a lightsaber at any time you need. Maybe that's why his staff isn't lighting up uh-huh. the way, uh-huh. right? You know, so there's that. Um, so, and then also you had all the stuff that came out during his monologue that was really interesting. Um, he's giving up all chance at inner peace. He's giving up all, he's telling, this is when he's talking to Lonnie. He says, I've made up my mind, um, or I've made, I've made my mind a sunless place. I share my dreams with ghosts. What? As in like force ghost, right? I wake up every day to an equation I wrote 15 years ago uh, from which there's there's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. 15 years ago was Order 66 to the date. Really? Yes. 
So wow. 15 years ago is when the empire starts, but it starts okay, on I'm the convinced. back. Yeah, it starts on the back of Order 66. Uh, he says, my anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my eagerness to fight, they've set me on a path from which there is no escape. And everyone knows this. Yoda says, once you start down that path, and he says, they've set me on a path, right? His anger, yeah. anger leads to hate and all this, right? Yoda yeah. talks about this. Yeah. Sets him on a path that he can't escape from. Um, once you start down that path, forever will it dominate your destiny. I yearn to be a savior against injustice without uh, contemplating the cost. And by the time I looked down, there was no longer any ground beneath my feet. Right? So sort of losing his way. So was he, I don't know, a Jedi temple guard? Was he there? Did he see Order 66 executed? Is that why he has access to all of these different artifacts yeah is there a connection to rail avaros i don't know who knows did he change his name and pick that because maybe rail trained him or or something at at some point is that is is it him honoring uh, his master who fell or whatever who knows uh perhaps yeah we're we're gonna kind of see but people are are, is he a gray jedi is he all these different things is he a a gray jedi Wow, boy. People are laughing right now as I even bring that up. Great, Jedi, what are you talking about? So it, it's, uh, it's one of those things that in Legends was talked about that you could be sort of a Jedi that was not necessarily fully on the light side. And you were you uh, dabbled in the dark a little gray, bit and you came back. Zone. Yeah, gray zone. Gray, yeah. yeah. But that's not it's against the Jedi code, right? So essentially he wouldn't be following the Jedi code and he had fallen to the dark side. Not sure. Um, he does say this, right? He says, what is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I mean, just crazy. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And the ego uh, that that started this fight will uh, never have a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude. So what do I sacrifice? Everything. And so for him, if you were a Jedi, if you if the code was what you followed, that was your way of life. That was your everything. Yeah. And you would be sacrificing that. And Clea, I've wondered so long about Clea, what is up? She once I heard somebody say, Well, Clea actually could be his apprentice. And yeah. I was like, yeah. hold on. Now actually that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If he got away with his apprentice or Padawan, and she grew up sort of saying that she seems to have the same energy and mentality and drive that he has. Yeah. And it could be because she lost some of her other Padawan friends. She knows what he went through. They fought and scraped to get by, whatever it might be. So I feel like that's a huge one. And I I was just sort of like, you know, because I was like, is she... A lover, his daughter is she? This, I can't, I can't put a finger on what she is. She we, remember when she goes to see oh, Belle, yeah, yeah. and she throws her hood yeah. up and looks super intense with her yeah. walk. You know, you see her walking around the shop doing different things and putting on a face. But then when I saw her in that scene, I was like, "Ooh, she could actually kick some butt." Yeah, she could do some damage. Yeah. She, I mean, I, you know, not to be whatever she. You, you see people in costumes. Like I look at Mon Mothma. I know Mon Mothma can kick some butt too. But yeah. she's a senator, right? Yeah. I mean, you you portray her that way to say, yeah. "Hey, she's in politics." <laughs> so yeah. it's just awesome to kind of think about to see her and they changed so much uh Luthen and she were going in and out of costume speaking in code yeah. uh at the center of this like connected to other like, big players but they're the ones working right under the emperor's nose and I think what's interesting about this is that like 
if you were a Jedi and you saw all that and you really wanted some poetic uh, start to the downfall of Emperor Palpatine who brought on all of this, you would start all of this right underneath his nose. And so, because other people get into it and they see the aftermath of the rebellion. Who was there when it started and who was there from this transitional time to sort of say, I'm going to start something and I'm going to fight back. And if I have to go dark side to do it, I'll do it. And I think we've all kind of, as adults, been sort of like, whoa, what if they did that? (laughs) What if they ever picked a character and did something like that? And Luthen is that character yeah i'm feeling it more and more i used to kind of like ah so sure we don't have to have a jedi it's all right we don't have to have force user and he may never pull a lightsaber he may never do anything with the force people are like well how how could he be around palpatine if he's well he cut himself off from the force yeah right he's he's not using those methods he's using different tools the tools that have been dealt to him all right i gotta cut myself off from the force fine you know i have these force relics and artifacts and things like that they're of no danger to Palpatine because he can't he's not going to use the force and uh, wave his his hand around and say hey here I am I'm a Jedi come get me they'll sense him and also in one one theory was that um he uses that Jedi artifact and Sith artifact to create like a almost like a disturbance and you know that you don't can't really sense his force oh good call that's right as we were reading about this and shout out to screen rant and a couple other places who i'm sorry i'm not gonna be able to kind of reference at this time but there was a lot of different outlets that were talking about this idea and i we were watching several of those channels and one of them was screen rant he he brought up that particular angle which is that yoda hid by a by a a nexus in the force a force uh, cave as well to where there was a dark side energy yeah so he could continue to operate in the force but be cloaked by the dark side yeah and yoda had so uh, uh like set himself uh just sort of aligned himself with the light that that dark cave didn't affect him he's yeah. yoda's too good he, wow. he's, he's the grand master that you're, <laughs> you're not going to tempt yoda and so that's what's kind of cool about that is that yeah. like other jedi might have fallen to the to, to the temptation of that cave or what it right. offered the dark side and etc and all that power you could tap into there no not him not Yoda so now what is right now if you have the Sith holocron and if it is emitting or if there is any other artifacts in there emitting a lot of dark side energy yeah you know Palpatine's got all of his stuff people might be saying well, why doesn't Palpatine just go down there and get that I don't know it's sort of the audacity of having it right there underneath him I don't think people have gone in there. And look, also, Palpatine is not a declared Sith. No, People don't yeah. know that. He's just a politician. You're not reporting back to him and say, hey, tell Palpatine there's a bunch of Jedi artifacts down here. You know, you might know he has a, an obsession yeah. with it, but you might not even know, coming in as an informant or whatever, what a Jedi holocron or Sith holocron looks like. And he keeps them in the back shop. He doesn't keep them out front, right. which is very smart. So your, your everyday customer or whatever is not going to see that. No. Yeah. Because you guys out there listening who have seen Rebels and, and you know what's up... You know, and I don't want to, if anybody wants to go look this up, you're more than welcome to, but when you put those two together, crazy stuff happens. And so the fact that you've got a Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron sitting side by side is wild. And so I, I love it. I love it. And I, I just think it's it's great. We'll get there. You, yeah. know, you and I will get there when we get, to, when we get into the Rebel stuff. We're going we're gonna to go crazy. But um, yeah, like this theory a lot. Now, real quickly, before we dive off here, so we hit the Mandalorian stuff. Lots of good news. Lots of good things. Wanted to talk about that. If you guys have thoughts, by the way, any additions on the Luthan stuff, 
please let me know. One more here. Quick one. I'm not going to go over this one a whole lot, but there was this idea that Clea could be Leia. And I just thought it was interesting. It's just the name. It's just that reference. It's, you know, this is five years after Obi-Wan Kenobi, where we saw her as a little girl. For yeah. me, it's kind of a big jump. Like, she yeah. aged a lot in yeah. five years, if no, that's yeah. the case. But there are people talking about that. So I wanted to acknowledge that it is a, a fan theory going around there that Clea um, Luthen's assistant and rebel operative is actually Princess Leia in disguise. <laughs> she does have a lot of different stuff going on with the hair. And when you look at her and compare her to Carrie Fisher in Princess Leia, there is some similarities there. And there might even be a connection back to... Leia and the royal, like her, the family or the people like Winter or people who were around Leia, but I don't know that it is. Yeah. Uh, I just, I think it's interesting. So there's that. She's around a lot of those artifacts. Uh, when we, when visited by political figures like Mon Mothma, she acts as sort of this um, <laughs> attendant, comes out there and, and does her thing. So to me, it's like, wouldn't Mon and yeah. other people know or maybe they're just playing along, perhaps. Not not really sure. What do you think her father, um, Bail Organa, let her in, like, on all the rebellion stuff? Like... Yeah, probably. So, when she you got... Know, have yeah. her be a part of it. When she got involved with Obi-Wan, I feel like right... At, when she gets back home, it's sort of like, okay, I now... I've seen people sacrifice themselves for this cause, for me. I know what's up. Even though she's little... She is yeah. in that. And that's sort of what was funny about our friend Michaela, who did the whole skit. Yeah. <laughs> like, Leia's way in this fight uh, long before Luke. And yeah. it's getting real serious. But, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Some people are saying that Luthen is just a front man for Leia. Clea. Uh, and they think that he's sort of, she's doing a lot more, but he's sort of bearing the burden of being the front man in case something happens. Yeah. So, yeah, she did have a red cape with a hood. Um, which is similar to the one that she wore in the Obi-Wan series. So okay. she did wear that sort of red fabric a little bit. Um, yeah. Well, what was the one thing that I thought was cool is when she, who did she talk to? Mom, I thought, no. Uh, Vel. When she Vel. talked to Vel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait, that was later though. When she says, um, that she, something about she's been longer in this than... Oh, in the fight? In oh, the wait, fight she's talking or, to Luthen. She's talking yeah. to Luthen about that. Oh, is she? I think. Okay, maybe Unless we're, mis- uh, we're talking yeah. about a different scene. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, I think we were talking about the same thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's people are saying here that they... Um, yeah, so she, yeah, I get what you're saying is that she's been in the fight for a long time, so yeah. it would take us back to the time five years ago uh, or six, whatever, with, with Leia. Um, somebody said, I feel like she'd be too well-known to pull that off as an yeah. undercover persona. She's the daughter of a longtime senator and heir to the throne. Um, wouldn't Leia be about 14? Clea's yeah, actor seems a bit older. too old. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But but they do look similar, and it is interesting to, to think about how she might be tied to another big family. Because, like, Vel, when we first see Vel, I'm like, okay. She's Shendrillin. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's like Mon Mothma's cousin. You wouldn't have thought that. I had no clue. So there are surprises like that in in Andor that I was very impressed with, and I think is 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 really um is is really cool. So there is um let me see here. There's another theory though. So Leia would be 15 during five Aby. 
Uh, and she, wait, wait, she'd be 14 during, I think I got this right, during 5 it'd be why. And she didn't know of the rebellion until she was roughly 16. Uh, it's a neat theory, but it doesn't add up. Okay, this press, I think they're off on the, yeah, after the battle. Yeah, we're a little off there. Anyway, um, so the theory goes on here. Let me see. It, it, it kind of gives way to another idea or prediction that Clea might be Cassian's long lost sister, which would explain how Luthen um. knew so much about Cassian before they even met. Um, I actually think that Clea might end up being Cassian's sister. Perhaps she was taken from Canari when he left on the investigative mission as a child and ended up with a rougher crowd like Crimson Dawn or something, uh, which has made her more ruthless. It would explain how Luthen knows all about Andor because we don't know that. And I actually like that a lot more. Uh, we don't. I think Marva is sort of like, just doesn't believe anybody made it off. And I think really in her heart, she's not trying to say stop your search it's just she wants him to have closure and live his life yeah yeah it, it, i think it's just a mother's kind of wish for her son and yeah. try, not, it's, it's such a balance what do you do you get, you're not giving up hope but you're also wanting that person to move on and and it's a big galaxy it's tough it's so she's trying to take care of him in in her own way but and maybe she is dead maybe maybe marva does know that and that was that was a really right. kind thing she does either way i think she's acting out of kindness now if this idea is that she grew up with crimson dawn uh that would be that'd be quite impressive because uh kira you remember solo where the, like the the soul with han solo mm-hmm. and and he gets his ship yeah and you yes the, kira she was played by the same as daenerys uh, yes um, uh, amelia clark, amelia clark yeah. yeah yes yeah. so i mean she actually ends up crimson dawn getting a lot of yeah okay female, now i remember yes yeah 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 she gets a lot of female um characters around her and a lot of different groups and people and starts to really work that unit darth maul is in control of it actually at the time and something happens we don't know what happens to, to darth maul and kira or where that all kind of works out we know where darth maul ends up but we don't know about um about kira necessarily yeah. so yeah interesting cool thoughts cool theories i really like both of those uh just the idea that luthan is a jedi there's some connection there anyways whether he's a freaking librarian or maybe a collector mm-hmm. or maybe he was in charge of their their artifacts for all we freaking know i mean it, it could be a lot of different things but but he's that speech was big it was a big yeah. deal and there's a lot going on there so excited to see him move forward in, in andor season two i was blown away by andor i hope you guys were too um if not it's okay i know it's not everybody's cup of tea but Boy, I enjoyed it. I just thought it was, yeah, thought it was a really good time. I liked it too. Yep, yeah. definitely. Good ride. So, all right. Anything else that I'm missing, sweetie? Anything else you can think of? Just thinking as, as we just want to dive on here because a lot of this was breaking out today. We had just news coming left and right and then these theories coming at the, uh, you know, Andor was last week finished up. So, any other thoughts there? What are you looking at? Um, The actress for um, Clea. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth DeLau. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DeLau. Yeah. Is a British actress and I just wanted to know how old she is so the actress is 1 year younger than I am. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. 95. Gotcha. 95. Yeah, I just feel like she's a bit older, for sure. So, yeah, that would mo- that would make her 27. But it would fit in more with Cassian's sister yeah. possibly. Cuz you could yeah. also make her look yes. a little young, you know, play play a younger um Yep. A- uh character. So. Right. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I think cuz I didn't I don't know, I didn't feel like the whole sister thing. I was kind of hoping we get more of Cassian's backstory and his sister. Yeah, and, something that just yeah. dropped out of nowhere, and we were sort of like, yeah. "Wait, what?" But because uh, I was telling you, I was hoping that that he that we would find her, and that in some way 
Cassian's family spirit, whatever lives on. And like they're her kids or whoever were like, that's uncle, you know, Cassian. And he (laughs) cast did this crazy thing. It was, well, yeah, just wild. I don't know. Okay. Uh, All right, friends. Well, hey, I wanted to mention something as we, as we get off here, feel free. If you, if you clicked over on Apple, you will know that we were, we're Star Wars hangout. We're Shell Cottage Radio, a Harry Potter podcast coming soon. The Watchfuls, friends. We have our show. Where we're covering all sorts of TV shows, all sorts of goodness. Look out for that. That is coming. And it's going to be under sort of our Ez and Lottie little network that we have. So if you're on Apple Premium, you'll see all that. You can click on that and find all of our shows. we got big guests coming up for uh, Shell Cottage Radio. Like, I feel like we had a big guest. and We have other collaborations that are in the works right now. Super stoked about that. Some of them also might be over here on Star Wars Hangout. We're working on that. That's kind of as we get into Mandalorian Season 3 and we have some big shows dropping. We'll be bringing those folks over um, this direction but just really excited about all those things uh, Willow is out we haven't talked about it yet but we're going to talk Willow. about it on that show uh, we might drop a special episode here as kind of a crossover thing so if you see that we watch the original and uh, hey Professor Flitwick Wicked yeah. he was awesome he was out there <laughs> you know conjuring up the the powers of, of who knows what I don't even know where he that was wild that was wild our, our nephew um, watched that and uh yeah, it's the most TV he's watched. He was really yeah. glued in on that uh, old TV show, t- I mean, movie. Maybe that's why it was so popular, because, I mean, honestly, it was... It was strange. It was very strange and very long. Yeah. And maybe because it was captivating for children, that's why, you know, everyone was like, hey, great, my, my yeah. child is occupied for, for a few hours. <laughs> Just got a cult following, and now the series is out there, so it's out on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Go check it out. Uh, week by week, they're dropping it, so it's exciting, but... Anyways, friends, hey, that is all for us this week. Feel free to send us uh, a message over at Star Wars Hangout 77. Send us that over at Gmail as well, Star Wars Hangout 77 at gmail.com. We will read your thoughts, your theories, anything. We actually break away and we will do even a special episode just on your theory on Luthen or whoever. If you got one uh, involving Grogu moving forward, Ray, there's news, there's rumors out there that Daisy Ridley might be coming back as Ray and they're doing something post sequels. That is actually wow. out there. Uh, so. Lots of cool stuff. And Bob Iger's in, so it's like go time. So we'll see. All right, friends. Hey, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. And as always, may the force be Be with you. you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.